Welcome back to another exciting episode of Do The Woo, episode number 5050. We're 50, Bob. Yep. Five decades. <laughs> no. <laughs> Something like that. 50. Yeah. I had to I had to make it sound more impressive than 50 episodes. So I mean 50 is impressive. Honestly, when you get to two, it's impressive. So if you can get to 50, that's a milestone. And it's one we should be celebrating. So we're happy everybody's joining us for the exciting number 50. Um, and to kick off the show, I do want to thank our sponsors. As always, we have WooCommerce as our community sponsor. Maybe you've heard of them because that's all we talk about on this show. Thank you, WooCommerce. We also <laughs> want to thank FooEvents.com. Sell, manage tickets for events, virtual, in-person when we get back to that. Um, but a really great uh, event ticketing system for WooCommerce, um, as well as our other sponsor, WP Secure Security Audit Log, WPSecurityAuditLog.com. Real-time audit log tracking for WordPress. Um, which is extremely important to track, see what users are making changes, help identify when something changes and nobody knows why. Well, guess what? An audit log can help you figure that out. So go check out our sponsors, thank them, check out their products. More than likely, they can help you. Uh, and with that, let's dig right in. Bob, how are you doing over there? I am doing well, you know, under the circumstances, you know, it's um, each day like you came on and said, what day is it? And we always record on Tuesday, so... Uh, that was yes. that's one of the things you can always count on. Some of these uh, recurring meetings and and podcasts and things like that kind of help keep us grounded a little bit, right? I was joking with my wife that the one like the one common like ground that I have that helps me understand what day of the week it is is trash day. Is <laughs> tomorrow, so I know <laughs> it's tomorrow's Wednesday, and for some reason that helps me remember where we're at in these strange times, but. uh Let's dig right into it because we got a really uh, great guest on, and I'm excited to hear all about his story and how he got into Woo and even how he pronounced his last name. So, Nicholas H., because I'm not even going to try, I'll let, you, uh, I'll let you tell us how to pronounce it, but welcome, Nicholas, to do the Woo. Thank you very much. I'm excited to be here. And it's uh, Högefjord. That's kind of hard to pronounce, perhaps. Högefjord. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's good. You're good. That wasn't bad. I'm not going to try it again. That was it. I'm retired. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> uh, awesome. Well, why don't you kind of dig in to tell us, you know, everyone listening that may not be familiar with you, what you do and uh, how how you uh, how you do the woo, as we like to say on this show. Yep. I'm Nicholas. I'm from Sweden. And I um, have a company called Krokodil. We do um, plugins for WooCommerce, and it's mainly payment gateways. So uh, the way that I do the Woo is uh, probably that I hang around the, the WooCommerce GitHub repository, looking into that every day and uh, trying to uh, extend the WooCommerce in different ways. Um, and uh, in that sense, we yeah we we are a plugin development shop in that way yeah. and uh, yeah. Mainly payment gateways is what we're doing. That's great. I definitely want to kind of dig into that a little bit more, but I'd like to hear um, how you got into the product space. You know, we've had a, a few different people on this show, um, and I think the majority, if not all, Bob, correct me if I'm wrong, but started off in client work, client services, and um, ultimately, mm -hmm. you know, built some products for clients and realized, hey, there's something to what I've built here, and 
let me put it out there for sale. And one thing led to another and it got very successful and the products kind of took over. Um, so I'm curious if your story is similar, if it's different, but I, I always love hearing how people get into the product space. Yeah, the, it's exactly that way. We uh, were a small uh, web development agency and we had a um, client that uh, needed some kind of uh, e-commerce functionality. And at that time, I think it was during 2011 or something like that, uh, there were not that many um, avail- available options for mm-hmm. WordPress because we, we did WordPress websites only. Um, so we started to look around and... Um, uh, we actually found one that was kind of new and uh, it looked interesting that actually worked. <laughs> and that was uh, Jigo Shop. Not, I think you have dis- talked about that in previous episodes. Yeah, um, Jigo Shop being the uh, base mm-hmm. of the foundation, they forked Jigo Shop to create WooCommerce, which is yeah. completely you know, allowed in the, in the yeah. GPL open source world that we live in. Yeah, so, so I actually, um, we had this client that we tested the Jigger shop uh, with and um, yeah it seemed to work but uh, she wanted a Swedish payment gateway so I I and I had read somewhere in the pro- probably on a blog post that uh, Jigger shop or Jigger what uh, had uh, published that uh, they had this um, possibility to extend the uh, shop so you can add your own or integrate your own payment gateways so I got in touch with them, and there was this guy there called uh, James or Jay that um, responded, uh, and he said that yeah, we don't have any documentation for this, but I we have another guy who has built a payment gateway, so you can probably look into the, that code, and he attached the zip file in this email, and see if you can make any sense of that and, and integrate it towards your own system. So I tested that, and. Uh, yeah, I got it to work uh, in the end. There was uh, no testing envi- or sandbox environment, so I needed to make uh, small live payments and, and take step by step in the right direction and try to make th- this uh, integration work uh, altogether. And uh, in the end, when we had uh, started using that f- for this client, they uh, said that they were thinking of doing some kind of marketplace or selling so third-party developers could sell their uh, these extensions uh, on, on some kind of marketplace that Jigo uh, shop would have but before we released that plugin uh, there he James got back to me and said that well it, you just wait a little bit there's stuff happening uh, here that will change probably a couple of things. So just wait a couple of weeks. And I did, and then he got back to me and again, and then that was actually when they uh, moved over to WooCommerce because James Coster and Mike Jolly, I think it was, that were part of the, some kind of freelance team uh, developing this Gigashop plugin. They were in the end uh, started working we're together with Woo themes and, and creating Woo, WooCommerce. So we when when WooCommerce launched, we actually had two payment gateways on the Woo themes then uh, marketplace that they released at the same time. So that's how it started. But it took quite some time before we actually. Um, started making any money from these extensions. So we so we ran this. Uh, development 
agency and did these plugins uh, in parallel during several years before starting to move over more to the product space uh, on yeah. full, full time. Yeah, I mean it's such a uh, it's a it's a common story and for good reason, right? Because you know it's it's certainly easier to kind of dive into client work and actually start making money um, because there's a lot of websites on the internet and a lot of people need WordPress help or want to be in WordPress and and need help getting there. So there's a lot of opportunities versus you know, on day one of a new company building a product for WordPress, nobody knows who you are. You probably don't even know the space that well. Um, and trying to build products, um, you know, it's just tougher, right? Without some type of funding up front, it's going to be a long road before revenue really starts coming in, like a, a decent amount of revenue. Whereas doing the client work, you can start to build that revenue. Two birds with one stone, like you were kind of saying, where you're building things out for client, but also looking at how this could turn into a premium business or a business on the product space. So it's, it's a win-win. Um, and and even probably more so for your clients, because you're not building a one and done. Um, and I always like to talk to our clients about this too, but you're not building a one and done like custom solution for them. You're building a way that anybody could use it that has your name attached to it that you're going to want to make sure continues to work for years to come. Um, so while they might help fund the initial investment or at least the initial build of it, um, over time, they're going to save a ton of money, <laughs> you know, because yeah. they don't have to pay you to maintain it necessarily. And I know there's always, you know, deals or, or however that looks, but generally speaking, that's usually what we see, or at least what we do. So, um, I think that's why it's such a common story because it makes so much sense. It's just yeah. much easier to start getting revenue come in to help fund the product side of the house. Absolutely. This episode is brought to you by WP Security Audit Log. We all know the importance of your WooCommerce store and security. And when you keep track of everything through logs, the end product is security, but having those logs for your store is so much more. They're comprehensive activity logs that you can use with WooCommerce keeps you on top of what is going on with your shop managers and your team. You'll be able to monitor and record when they make changes to products, orders, and coupons. And notably, it will help you with your store compliances. They make it easy to troubleshoot if there's something going on. In fact, you'll be able to configure emails and instant SMS notifications to get alerted of critical changes. Want to take that step further? You'll see who is logged in and what changes are being made in real time. And if needed, You can manage, limit, block, and even terminate any user sessions. This is perfect for memberships or subscription sites as it can help you control limitations to single user access. There's a number of reports you can generate from the activity logs, and in a nutshell, you can stay on top of it all. What is going on and when. From that, your site will benefit from the added security. So keep safe and secure and check out what they have to offer over at wpsecurityauditlogit.com. Now let's head on back to the show. So so as you moved on at that point when you did those two and then you obviously moved in the product space, was it just the comfort level with understanding of payment gateways from that initial products? What made you decide, okay, we're kind of going to stick in the realm of payment gateways as far as creating products and extensions? 
Yeah, I think that's a combination of I, I, I'm to to be honest, we we do have more plugins now, and uh, but perhaps the English version of our website is poorly updated. But it, it's still uh, the 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 absolute focus is still on payment gateways, and I think it has to do with uh, um, that we got some kind of i mean in the beginning here it was an open field we could pick any payment uh, method provider we wanted and start making integrations because no one had done them uh, for woocommerce yet in this part of the world where we live in in northern europe and then over time i think that um we kind of uh, made some kind of name for ourselves so we got a certain amount of interest from other payment method providers and they started contacting us and, and asking us if we could do an integration for them as well it, it took i i mean it took several years before that happened but th- i think that's part of it and that has also meant in the end that we have st- stuck in we're stuck in in this area in the checkout area, or at least in in WooCommerce integration uh, towards, and then we started to um, have more direct agreements with them, and removing them from WooCommerce.com or uh, releasing them for free on WooCommerce.com, WooCommerce.com or WordPress.org. So that's the how should I say the 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 the, the main in, main income or the how, how we do it now is that we we have these uh, collaborations with the PSPs directly instead. Interesting. Yeah, I was going to ask about that because I noticed it looked like I see the plugins. It looks like they're all available on WordPress.org. Yeah, um, freely available on WordPress.org. So I was curious about kind of the business the business model. Yeah, it, and it, it it differs a little bit from um, partner to partner how they want to do it, and uh, the I, the the most common one is probably some kind of uh, retainer or something that is more hourly t- tied to the amount of hours of work that we do, uh, and in some um, agreements we have more like a kickback. Uh, model or, or something like that that might be tied to the amount of uh, customers or transactions or, or something like that but the, the most uh, widely used way is to a bunch of hours and do do both uh, maintenance development and support mm-hmm. that's interesting so you're partnering right with the the payment processors themselves yeah um, which by giving them you know the users easy tools to use their payment gateways, um, it makes that an option and ultimately they'll make money from more people using their gateways. Right. So yeah, that's a, that's, that's a unique model. I, certainly a little different than I think we've heard on this show anyways. Right, Bob. Right. And I'm wondering how does that extend into support of the extensions? Yeah, that that's, um, it, it's a bit tricky <laughs> because I mean, the type of, um, uh, support we get is kind of, uh, it, it might differ quite a lot what the type of uh, questions uh, we get and some of them we just f- forward the uh, customer or the merchant directly to the PSP itself instead because there are, might be account related questions and stuff like that but we we do quite a lot of support ourselves and we have since we have for uh, several of these uh, companies we have 
quite good um, direct communications with them. So we have shared Slack channels and stuff like that. So we we hopefully are able to ping them directly and check uh, how how is it with this account? Is it turned on in this way or is it uh, something lacking? But um, uh, we we get a lot of questions that might not ex- be specifically support related to the plugin itself. Mm-hmm. I can imagine. Yeah, and then I, I can say also uh, yes, as a part of this uh, structure uh, or and the support uh, that is that the majority of these uh, plugins or these payment gateways are so-called um, embedded checkouts, uh, iframe-based checkouts. Uh, that's kind of popular in uh, the Nordics or Scandinavia here. And that is that the um, it's not only the payment method itself that is available within this iframe. It's also uh, the place where you enter your a- address as a customer. So we need to re- partially re- replace um, the standard WooCommerce checkout with this iframe-based checkout. And um, that causes a lot of extra support uh, as well because there are other plugins that extends WooCommerce checkout and, and wants to yeah, hook into it and want stuff to work as they want it to be. And since we we try to be as uh, compatible and follow WooCommerce, the WooCommerce checkout flow as much as possible, but we can't do it to 100%, so that we, we end up in compatibility support questions. Are you actively um, engaging with other processors that roll out additional products? Are you just, you know, currently booked up and happy to support the ones you have and and not continue to grow on that side? Or is there always room for for growth with kind of the, the way you've structured your company and your team? Yeah, we we we're we are interested in in doing more partnerships like this and and, and grow and, and try to grow. And with the what we are looking into now and what we have done during the last years is that we have looked into more um, shipping uh, options and shipping delivery delivery TMS systems and stuff like that to be able to integrate towards them and. Um, also a couple of ERP systems. So that, and that's more pushing data behind the scenes when it comes to orders and products and stock. Um, so uh, that is what we're doing. And, but then we also, we, since I'm not sure, a year ago, I, I, I started the company in 2010 uh, and, uh, and I, I have been the only owner up until uh, last year when we um, took on a Norwegian partner, a company called uh, Maximir, and they are a WooCommerce development agency in Norway. And uh, they have, uh, I mean, since they build WooCommerce stores and have done that for uh, many years now, they have a lot of plugins built during their uh, client projects. And some of these plugins, are used again and again on on different projects. So um, that is part of our collaboration now that we take some of these plugins and and uh, refactor them and, and are trying to release them as well. So we have we started now and or we'll probably release them on WooCommerce.com. I'm thinking this is a pretty complicated piece of WordPress payment yeah. gateway. Do you have any criteria when 
a payment gateway approaches you and what their expectations are and how you kind of determine, yeah, this is a go or not a go. Yeah, I think that uh, historically I I've said yes to the, whatever who has asked us for uh, if we could uh, work together with them. But I mean, I think that I'm getting more and more cautious to say yes. And um, what we then take in consideration before agreeing to a collaboration is probably things like... Um, I mean, we do some kind of uh, closer uh, investigation in uh, how does the API looks like, what 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 type of API, or, or what type is it that we need to work against. Um, also, the, it has been um, um, situations where we realize that okay, this might be a payment uh, a PSP that has grown by buying uh, other companies, so they. It, Underneath the, the the structure of um, their technical uh, setup is that actually there are several different products that gets a bit trickier to integrate towards because it's different in different countries how you are supposed to send and receive data. So I, I don't have a clear answer to how how we do, but I think that I'm getting more and more cautious before agreeing to 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 work together because we have run into issues in previous projects that we have. This episode is brought to you by Foo Events. If you sell any kind of ticketing online and you're using WooCommerce, you may have discovered that it doesn't have a very intuitive approach to seamless ticket sales. I know, I've been there myself. Foo Events brings more power to your ticketing process. It's really easy to set up and you never have to worry about third-party fees again. Not only can you sell tickets, but managing them is really slick. And best of all, they have a growing number of extensions to fit any need you may have. There are no worries to the amount of tickets you can send. And for the convenience of your attendees, and to help you keep track of the event even better, it has a free mobile check-in. Managing your attendees and events goes smoother with custom event reports and ticket inventory. And you can export your attendees for additional communication that you may need to send to them. Or heck, you could even build your list. And your attendees can be rest assured that the data remains safe and private. Whether it's concerts, school functions, fundraisers, conferences, or any number of events that you sell tickets to, Foo Events has you covered. And they have a really sweet offer for you, our listener. Simply go to fooevents.com forward slash do the woo and get the foo events for WooCommerce plugin. This is a premium plugin for an entire year. Free. No strings attached. This offer is limited, so head on over to fooevents.com forward slash do the woo. And now back to our podcast. Yeah, back on uh I'd like to get your thoughts on Gutenberg and especially um, around some of the areas that you focus on, like the checkout process, we had back on episode thirty, we had Darren on, who's a one of the you know core developers on the WooCommerce team, and one of the things they're experimenting with, and this it sounds like it's pretty early stages, but is the idea of Gutenberg, um, a Gutenberg powered checkout process um, and shopping cart experience. Um, 
I'm curious if you've heard about that, discussed it, initial thoughts on what that could potentially mean for the type of work that you're doing and, and just any ideas you have around that. Yeah, I have not uh, looked into it in detail. I mean, the the Gutenberg uh, projects so far when it comes to WooCommerce has been made, a lot of it related much to products and stuff like that. So, But I think that a Gutenberg-based or driven checkout page sounds extremely interesting. Um, and I think that we as a company need to put more time and thought into the possibilities of um, developing or doing doing something around this, even though it's it's not uh, a polished uh, product idea even from WooCommerce yet. Um, because I think that this will, I mean, I think that this will also make some kind of possibilities in the direction when it comes to headless um, e-commerce from WooCommerce as well. Um, and that is something that's kind of interesting, I think, because now there are limitations to, to that. You need to do... Yeah, it's, um, you know, we talked about it on the show, but I think that the, what really intrigues me about it isn't, uh, is, is, is actually like you mentioned right now, it's been focused on products, um, and content, which makes sense, right? Because at its core is rolled out for, um, you know, posts in your blog. Um, and you can certainly extend it to other types of content. So that makes a lot of sense. But the idea of, um, using Gutenberg and like your shopping cart and the checkout process, you know, the, that kind of user flow of, of payment, um, kind of takes it away from just being a content editor and starts going towards that bigger vision that I think Matt's laid out of, you know, Gutenberg really powering all components of the website, you know, not just content. So, you know, I know the vision is turning it into more of a, a page builder, if you will, um, where you can go in and modify your header, your footer, your sidebars, you know, those more static elements um, versus just the the content. And that speaks directly to the checkout process, right? So I think any kind of, um, even really early on examples of people that are talking about or even potentially working on, you know, proof of concepts, I think it's super interesting because it's kind of like the next evolution of the next big step evolution of Gutenberg in WordPress. Um, so it's interesting. And I think it would clearly in this instance would have a big impact on what you're doing. Um, make sure that what you're you know building is going to work in that gutenberg way um if you will so and i think that's pretty far down the road i don't think we're talking about this year <laughs> maybe who knows but um, i still think it's pretty far out but interesting concept nonetheless absolutely and i think that it will um result in a more modular checkout uh as well that where you actually can um rearrange and and add and remove stuff a bit easier than you what you can today could make for some really interesting like a b testing because anyone that owns a store that you know knows that um the data and the analytics and like just little tweaks and adjustments can have big impact but you have to have some way to track that engage that and being able to do it in a more drag and drop kind of gutenberg you know style i could see that really 
ramping up those efforts of a B testing and data and just trying different things. Cause I see, you know, even some of your products are trying to set, you know, simplify the checkout process. Cause you want to make it as easy as possible for someone to give you money. You know, you don't want to have a 15 page checkout process that has all the stuff they don't need. Right. Just the, the, the bare minimum and, and pay, <laughs> you know? So, exactly. um, yeah, interesting concept for sure. So I'm thinking this would be a great segue into news and announcements because I know that Nicholas has something he just wanted to bring up, although he probably always dreads bringing up these things. But as I listen to everything he's talking about and all our experience with payment gateways, I know that security is huge and uh, yeah, a big factor. Uh, so what's up there? A little bump in the road? Yeah, exactly. We had a security vulnerability in two of our plugins at Klarna. That's our main partner and uh, what we spend most of our time with. And uh, we had a security uh, breach there in um, two of the, those plugins. Uh, and we were, in, uh, were contacted about this and realized it a bit more than a week ago. And it has been a week with uh, patching this and uh, updating, uh, releasing new updates so that people can update to new and secure versions, but also to be able to try to reach out to these store owners to and get them to actually update. And that's a pretty tricky thing to do when you have your plugins on WordPress.org. And in this case, also, the the the, the this vulnerability was not reported uh, to WordPress.org in the beginning, but it came in via other channels, and it makes it a bit more tricky to uh, yeah, to try to update first and announce it later. Um, but I mean, it is um, all of the users that are actively using the plugin are actually customers of this company, so they have, of course, uh, customer. Uh, data so they can reach out to them so that is what we have been doing and, and monitoring that closely and look into that people actually update so it's a something that i uh, we we need to improve and make sure that 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 doesn't happen again in the future but and it's it has been quite a s- stressful week i would say <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can't imagine trying to reach out to everybody i mean the updates i know that when anything happens, everybody's always trying to just say, instead of dwelling on, you know, this happened so much, just this update. Let's, you know, get this taken care of. Keep it current. I mean, uh, software will never be will never be bug free, right? There will always be updates. There always has been. There always will be. So that's why it's important to have a, a strategy to keep your 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 plugins, WordPress, WooCommerce, keep everything current. Um, and there's so many great tools out there to help with that. So you're not just updating on production and crossing your fingers that everything works do it in a dev and staging environment you know one click environments a lot of host offers now so a lot of ways to do that and test it and give you that peace of mind especially for commerce because as we all know it's um, one little you know bug can can stop online orders and you might miss out on a whole weekend or a whole day before you realize that something broke so you know uh, make sure you do proper testing but keeping things updated is so critical, especially for reasons like this. So, Brad, anything that you come across? I know I shared something with you. Thought I'd have you kind of talk about it a little bit, as far as I, mean, I guess it kind of pertains to payment gateways. At least it pertains to selling and stuff, as far as Google is involved. Yeah, Google announced um, today, 
actually. Breaking news, although this will be a couple days old by the time you hear this. Um, but it's now free to sell or list your products on Google Shopping, um, which is great. So mm-hmm. if you're not already on Google, um, and this would be, you know, if you go to Google and do the shopping tab, those type of products. Um, if you're not on there, or even if you are now, I mean, now you should get on there, right? You should always try to have as much exposure. And now they basically have, uh, eliminated the fees, um, which it sounds like they're rolling out now and it'll be fully, um, rolled out in the U S this month and will roll out nation or, uh, globally, um, by the end of the year. Um, but essentially allows you to list your products on there without any cost. So why wouldn't you? Right. So if you're not already on there, maybe it was the fee, maybe it wasn't, maybe you just didn't prioritize it. Um, you should definitely get your products on Google. Their aim is to help small businesses, especially where, um, you know, everybody's, you know, the only option right now for a lot of companies is to sell their products online, um, because their stores are closed. So this gives people a little bit more incentive and hopefully a little bit more help to get their products out there, to get some sales rolling in, to help keep them, um, you know, keep them going through this hard time right now. So kudos to Google. That's a, that's a cool move. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I have. A couple, three things, real quick things. Uh, I just wanted to mention there's a WP Feedback Virtual Summit next week, online summit. And the only reason I'm announcing this one is primarily because I'm on it. But also, even though it's not Woo-centric, I thought it would be something just to mention because it's going to be helpful information for any freelancer or agency. So you may find uh, something in there that will help you with your... uh, your own business. Uh, also, kind of cool, one of our sponsors, Foo Events, just recently announced a new Zoom integration. And I think that was very timely because now you can, you know, if you want to charge for any z- events you're doing via Zoom, it seamlessly integrates with Zoom and you can use WooCommerce to uh, have them purchase the tickets. So I'll make sure and put the link in there, but you can also go to fooevents.com and look on their blog and they'll have an announcement as well. And lastly, yes, I am starting another podcast because I'm a sick, demented person (laughs) and I don't have enough things to do in my life, but uh, just, I call it do the woo news. Essentially every Friday I write a woo roundup of news and I'm just adding a podcast to that. So it's going to be just another avenue that you can get the news. And I would like the reason, main reason I want to mention that is because I still want to let everybody that listens to this that does Woo products and services to let me know when you have a new product or a new service or something going on, because that's the kind of stuff I put in my post. And that's the kind of stuff that's going to be on this podcast now. So essentially, you'll get some added free exposure doesn't cost you anything i'll announce your new product and your service if it's woo related so that's yeah that's it that's my announcements uh diversify in the podcast try to get away from me aren't you bob yeah yeah (laughs) trying to dilute me in your podcast (laughs) network i see and we'll still do news here but sometimes i do more smaller things and you know like i said new products and sometimes i'll talk a little bit beyond Woo in the e-commerce space. If I come across something, so it'll be a it'll be a short podcast. There's no room for Brad in it, although I may have him come in occasionally, and maybe I'll just sometimes say, "Hey, I just don't feel like doing it, Brad. You can do the news this week, and he'll go." Oh, I'll just randomly show up. 
Yeah, <laughs> really. I'll just send the invite. I'll just call myself Bob and see if anybody knows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He knows where that link is. He just won't know the time. But anyway, so that is it. And I knew this would be very interesting talking to Nicholas about this because, well, one thing is we found out he has a very unique story of how he has this extension model set up with his business. And like Brad said, we never talked to anybody that has that particular model and just the challenges you have, where can people connect with you or where's the best place for them to find you? Yeah. The easiest way, <laughs> if you can spell my name uh, or something similar is uh, via Twitter on uh, at Niklas Hogerfjord. We have to add this to the show notes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, or uh, via our site crookedeal.com well want to thank the sponsors again fooevents.com check them out like i said they have a new integration for zoom you'll definitely want to um yeah check it out if you're selling tickets online and you're using zoom woocommerce.com our community sponsor and wp security audit log to get those logs in place and know what the heck is going on with your team on your woocommerce shops and you can always subscribe in your favorite pod app. You can sign up for Woo News or become a friend. And hope you tune in this Friday or look for the podcast if you're interested in any little bits and pieces of news in the Woo space. So thanks, Brad, as always, joining me, you know. Sir. You know, and I'll um yeah, I'll have a special do the woo news with Brad. You know, we'll have we'll have him come in a few times just because I know how much people yeah. miss brad yeah, and we've got to get him on these shows yeah yeah and nicholas thank you so much for taking the time yeah it was great thank you thank you for having me it was great to be part of the show okay till next week do the woo